Hi everyone, this is Evan with the Stride Power Podcast. I want to start the show off by saying thank you for tuning in and thank you to everyone who visited us at the uh, Boston Marathon Expo just a couple weeks ago in Boston. It was so great to see a ton of faithful Stride users come by the booth, do some race planning, and then we watched a ton of people run really, really well on Marathon Monday in Boston. I also want to say thanks to everyone who has given a uh, rating or review or subscribed to the podcast so far. It really helps if you can give a positive rating and a positive review. It helps other people that might not even know that they need to listen to the Stride Power podcast. Uh, It helps them find it uh, just based on all the podcast services. So if you're able to, it helps a ton uh, for the show's discoverability. I'm super excited for this episode today. I think this is the eighth episode, and we're going to talk all about uh, hill training. We're going to talk about muscle power and the stride power center specifically underneath the improve tab. So um, this might be a little bit shorter than some of the interviews or some of the other lengthy discussions we've done because I don't necessarily want to run down the whole stride power center improve tab and talk about a ton of different things. I kind of want to isolate... Um, this episode specifically about muscle power and using muscle power in the conjunction uh, with hill training. Uh, so to start things off, if you've never been on the website, stride.com slash power center slash improve is our resource on the web right now to view a couple different trends. I will uh, give a little bit of a definition for each of the main three trends that we kind of look at, but I want to focus on muscle power. Uh, to start things off, um, if you go to stride.com slash power center slash improve, uh, you'll see a thing called your stride runner profile. And if you're familiar with this, you know it looks uh, like a triangle right now. Um, it might be redesigned in the future, but right now it, in in the current landscape, it looks like a triangle with different uh, metrics weighted differently. So at the top of the triangle, you have metabolic fitness. And Uh, it'll go from zero to 100. On the left side of the triangle, you have muscle power, which we're going to talk more about today. And then on the right side, you have muscle endurance. And this stride runner profile kind of shows you the balance between you as a runner uh, compared to runners of a similar age comparing or competing and training for the same event listed on your runner profile. So if you're a 25-year-old a person like me, and you're training for a marathon, then you'll be stacked up against other 25-year-olds around that same age group listed as training for a marathon. And so you'll see how you compare against other people training for the same thing. So you'll see how you stack up if you say, you know, you've been training for a 5K, that's how it's listed in your stride profile, and all of a sudden you switch it to a marathon, you might stack up differently. Your your muscle endurance might go down uh, compared to other people that have been training for a marathon for a while. But Um, I want to focus on these trend lines specifically for these three different categories of fitness measures, but specifically finish with muscle power and talk a little bit about muscle power and then add in hill running. Uh, So the first one we see is metabolic fitness, and people kind of ask a few questions about metabolic fitness. They say, you know, I'm, I'm ready to run a marathon. Why does my stride power center improve tab tell me that I'm not ready to run a marathon. The idea behind this is that once you get a consistent training block behind you using stride, it will be able to tell you kind of what you're ready for based off how much data you have in the power center. So if you 
you know, you, you have a marathon next week and you, you get stride today. Uh, it will tell you you're probably not ready to run a 5K yet, but that's all it knows about you is that, um, you know, you've only had a couple runs with stride. Uh, starting off with metabolic fitness, it's the stress that your body can handle. So in terms of targeting a specific race distance, usually if you're training for a 3.1 mile race, a 5K race, you need a little bit less mileage, a little bit less uh, overall workload than training for a marathon or training for an ultra marathon. So this is the factor that's taken into consideration. It's really about the consistency over time that helps build up metabolic fitness. Uh, we have these skill ratings, and so the, the ranges will be uh, usually 20, um, 15 to 20 about uh, that dictate whether you're ready to run, you know, the 5k distance, 10k distance, half marathon distance, marathon distance. And I want to maybe qualify too by saying that this isn't necessarily running the distance, it's being able to race the distance and handle that specific intensity and specific workload at that distance. So um, that's metabolic fitness. Moving on to muscle endurance. Uh, muscle endurance is the overall highest running stress score from the previous week. And this is helpful by showing your trend over time of what you can actually handle for a long intensity or a, a long run. So if all of a sudden you're normally generating, you know, 40 RSS, 50 RSS, uh, this is all again going to be scaled to you. So let's just say you're used to running a, a 10 mile run, but then all of a sudden you wanna ramp up to 20 miles. It's probably not a good idea to do that. And this is the kind of concept behind the muscle endurance chart. It will show you where you're kind of at in terms of what long run you can handle. And this is a super useful feature to make sure that one, you don't overshoot uh, you know, kind of the, the mileage that you think you're ready for. You can do this as kind of a check and say, okay, you know, I've been building up my long run, but maybe I need to make sure I'm not going over too much. This is just kind of the basic concept of it. And then finishing with this third chart here, this is muscle power. And muscle power in our system is defined as the peak 10 seconds of power from every run. And the orange trend line that appears in this chart uh, reflects your running economy. There is no measure right now that we're using for the running economy. There's a, uh, a, a number set on the right side that shows a different number. In my case, it's from zero to 241. It doesn't really matter what that exact number is. It just matters about that trend overall in time. And then uh, in, in, in terms of what it's reflecting every day, you're gonna be able to see your peak 10 second muscle power. And so talking more about muscle power, what exactly are we looking at? What exactly are we looking for? So like I said, it's your peak 10 second effort in terms of watts for each of those runs. So if you normally have one interval session per week and the rest is an easy or a long run, typically that interval session is going to have your highest 10 second muscle power. If you usually do things like strides or hill sprints or hill repeats, which we're going to talk about in a little bit, uh, that muscle power will be a little bit higher and you'll be able to see trends over time uh, in your muscle power if you're improving in that short effort bout, that very high intensity for a very short time. If you're improving in that, it ends up helping the rest of your running too. So um, I want to talk about conceptually how you might be able to track this and how you might be able to incorporate this style training uh, safely and efficiently into your current training 
program. So the first thing that we look at in terms of muscle power is how do we actually generate a high amount of wattage for 10 seconds. Uh, typically, you either need to run faster, just on flat ground, or you just need to run uh, up a hill. And up a hill provides a really, really good training stimulus that I, I, I wanna delve a little bit uh, deeper in here. And the, the, the first style of adding in uh, hill training that I wanna talk about specifically for muscle power is short, steep, hill sprints. And you might have heard of this before. You might uh, know people doing shorter distance work. Maybe they're sprinters talking about these hill sprints that they do. You might know friends that do 5K, 10K, half marathon, marathon that do hill sprints. You might know ultra runners that do hill sprints. Hill sprints are really valuable to incorporate into your training, no matter what you're training for, because they help target this metric that we call muscle power. And there is some sort of, uh, I guess, non-clarification, non-clarity, non-agreement necessarily on the best way to do hill sprints. But what I'm going to talk about is hill sprints that you can incorporate that actually relate to how we track this muscle power. So some people say that for a hill sprint, it needs to be, uh, you know, five to eight seconds, really, really, really short, really steep. Um, with a with a running start really really steep though uh, some people say you need to do about 10 to 20 second hill sprints uh, on a little bit less steep surface some people say a hill sprint is somewhere between 30 and 60 seconds for our definition here uh, this shouldn't change your definition of a hill sprint necessarily but for the practicality of what we're talking about I'm going to talk about hill sprints that are somewhere between 10 to 15 seconds in length and this is key because what we're focusing on is this muscle power. So we're looking for 10 second efforts, but sometimes it takes you one or two seconds to actually get up to speed. And so we wanna make sure we have good 10 seconds of effort here. So I'm gonna talk about specifically hill sprints that are 10 to 15 seconds long. So we have our duration that we're looking for now. Now we're looking for an actual hill to run on. How do you know what kind of hill to run on? If you live in a flat place, you can absolutely still find something steep enough to do hill sprints on, specifically these 10 to 15 second hill sprints. Generally, we're looking for something that is about six to 8% grade, up to 10% grade in terms of the, the, the elevation grade. Um, that is stable footing, that is generally not a uh, super like technical surface. Like let's say you have a, a, a local trail or a local park near you that has a pretty steep hill, but it has all these rocks poking out of the ground. It all has all these roots and has sticks and leaves. That's probably not optimal for what we're looking at. Generally, if you can find something that's paved, it's a little bit better because we're looking for very stable footing because we're gonna be trying to exert a lot of force. We're trying to push off the ground really, really hard. We're trying to have stable footing. So generally you're gonna look for something that is six to 8% in terms of steepness of grade. And we're gonna look for something that is good footing. Ideally, you will be able to find a hill that also has about two to three meters of a flat section right before it. So we can get a couple step, maybe two or three step running start into this hill repeat, this, this short hill sprint. The idea here 
is that you can actually get up to this speed and you can get up to this higher power over the course of this 10 to 15 second hill sprint uh, with, without necessarily having to waste a couple seconds of effort starting from a dead stop. There is practical training application for sprinters and people that might be focused on uh, reaction time and immediate power from a standing or a block start, but we're just gonna worry about actually getting the highest quality 10 to 15 second hill repeat that we can. So um, we've identified the duration, which is 10 to 15 seconds. We've identified the type of hill we're looking for. Uh, if you have no idea where to even look, I would suggest potentially looking at if you have um, highway overpasses, so uh, walkways that go over a highway near you. Um, parking garages are actually really good, but this is 100% a recommendation to be completely safe and cautious wherever you are training. If you can't find anywhere safe, then we can talk about just adding some uh, strides into the, the little bit bouts of faster running in uh, if you can't actually find a hill. But generally, you're, you know a place that is local to you where you can find a 10 to 15 second short hill that is at this requested steepness. Um, so we found the duration, we found the type of hill we want to do. Uh, now the question comes, how do we want to actually fit this into our training week and our training plan? Your training plan might already say, I uh, do strides one day. And for people that haven't listened to other episodes, we've talked about this a couple of times. It's strides, S-T-R-I-D-E-S, -E not S-T-R-Y-D. Um, but if you already have a training plan that recommends this, uh, or you don't know what it is. Strides are these short bouts at a little bit faster than 5k, maybe down to mile effort. It's just something a little bit of quicker running uh, a couple times per week to get you used to running faster without adding a ton of strain onto your body. So um, your training plan might already say, hey, we have this little bit of faster running. It's not necessarily a workout day. We have this little bit of faster running. Let's say, for example, you have a Monday recovery run, you have a Tuesday workout, you have a Wednesday, Thursday recovery runs. You have a Friday tempo workout. You have a Saturday easy run. You have a Sunday long run. That is just a very general, simple schedule. Let's say that on Thursday, your plan calls for strides to get you ready to do your workout on Friday. And instead of just doing the flat strides, we might be able to incorporate hill sprints into your training. So we're gonna seek out this hill on Thursday. We're gonna make sure that we're doing a nice and easy warm-up jog. We're not gonna go straight into all-out uh, sprints and uh, you know all-out efforts without warming up properly. Uh, depending on your ability level, I would probably recommend something between a 10 to 15 minute warm-up at minimum, and the warm-up will be an easy jog, um, and then we will arrive at the base of our hill we will ideally do some drills and this podcast is not necessarily going to be focused on what drills exactly to do to get you ready but if you have a normal set of like high knees and uh, butt kicks some lunges leg swings generally something to warm up your body a little bit more um, i also like to if possible do a 60 second to two minutes so a one minute to two minute a little bit more up tempo uh, piece of running. So you 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 finish your warm-up at a pretty easy pace, uh, but then let's say you're doing a 15-minute warm-up. Uh, 13 minutes in, you say, okay, I'm going to finish with about two minutes of a little bit quicker running just to prime my body a little bit more to actually get warmed up. And if you are totally uncomfortable with doing this, 
that's absolutely fine. Um, it's just a little bit uh, extra credit in terms of warm up before the before this hill. So um, you've done your warm up. Let's say you've done a few drills, some leg swings and stuff, and you're you're standing at the base of this hill where you have about two to three meters of a runway ready to run up, and you're lost and you have no idea what to do. Uh, never fear, uh, I will explain what we're doing. Uh, we'll start super duper simple. We will do one hill repeat at a pretty moderate effort. So I would recommend uh, just to kind of um, break the seal, break the ice, and just kind of get familiar with how it feels to run up a hill at a quicker effort. Somewhere around your 10K to half marathon effort. And if you haven't run a 10K or half marathon recently, just something that you could probably sustain for at least uh, at least 30 minutes. So, so at this very relatively easy effort, we're not doing a short all-out sprint yet, to get your body ready to do this little bit quicker effort, I would recommend a more sub-maximal, a little bit easier effort, hill repeat to start. We are going to start at the base of the hill with the idea that we have this uh, couple step run up where we can kind of get up to speed. You will start your watch at uh, the point where you start going uphill. So if you don't have a watch, uh, we'll talk about that in just a second. Um, but if you do have a watch, we'll start it right when you start going uphill. We'll run at this moderate effort, not something all out yet. And we will run for, let's say, at least 30 steps before we look at our watch, and then we'll stop our watch when we get to 15 seconds, and we'll mark that point on the hill. And the goal here is to put a marker out, at least in your mind, if you can do something physically, like maybe, uh, you know, if you're somewhere where there's, you know, grass or you're, you're somewhere where there's like a, a piece of nature or a leaf that you can take just to mark, um, however you want to mark this point that you ran to in uh, 10 to 15 seconds, I'd, I'd say 15 seconds for this first one, um, you'll leave a marker there. And that will be your goal to get to. So you don't have to keep, keep your eyes on your watch as you're running really, really hard uphill in these next couple of repeats. And you'll leave that marker there. So you'll mark in your head, okay, I ran at a pretty easy effort, uh, pretty not hard effort, all the way up 15 seconds to this point. I'm going to turn and walk down. Uh, for people that are used to endurance training, you might think, why would I walk? I, I want to get down the hill as quick as possible, keep my heart rate up, and then immediately go into the next one. For this specific activity, we're really, really focusing on the high quality. We don't want to tire out your body super quick in the first two repeats by not giving you enough recovery. So then your form starts to go bad and then all of a sudden you end up hurt because you didn't take enough recovery uh, in this simple hill repeat. Uh, that's the thing we want to avoid here. So um, we did this first submaximal effort about 15 seconds up the hill. You left your marker, you walked down. Let's take another 20 to 30 seconds recovery at the bottom of the hill and get ready to run this next repeat. You can leave your watch running for this whole activity. We are not worrying about the average pace for hill sprints. Hill sprints, we do not care about the average pace because we're walking all the way down. This is a very specific uh, neuromuscular activity, a very specific activity for your body to try and stress it enough 
in this uh, th this hard effort that we need to take this full recovery. So um, don't worry about jogging around the recovery. Don't worry about um, you know taking too long for this. Ideally, somewhere at least uh, you know 45 to 60 seconds recovery. Somewhere between uh, 90 seconds and two minutes is absolutely fine too. Um, take a full walk down, take a full recovery, and then we'll start our first intense hill repeats. And the effort level that we're looking at here is not 100% all, all out. We're looking for somewhere between 90 to 95% effort. So we still want this to be hard, but we don't want you completely straining. We want it to be nice and controlled. We want it to be nice and fast and quick. The uh, kind of keys that I'd suggest focusing on are recognize that effort that you just put in with that first repeat and just push a little bit harder for this one. If this is your very first time doing hill sprints, then you just want to be kind of cautious and find your limit. This very first session that we do, we are only going to do two hill sprints. That That's right, two hill sprints. That's all we need for this first time. Next week, we'll come back and add more, and I'll talk about that in just a second. But for this first session, we're going to do that first submaximal repeat that serves as an extension of the warm-up then we're going to come all the way back down take that full recovery and then we are going to start this next hill repeat with the watch still running because we don't care about the average time overall we're going to keep the watch still running and we're going to run hard up to that marking point that you left and we are going to focus on a couple of things we're going to focus on a quick cadence so the amount of times that you're stepping per minute, amount of times that you're stepping per second, we're gonna focus on a quick cadence. So we're not gonna be bounding up the hill, taking super long strides. We're gonna focus on keeping the feet very fast. We're gonna focus on keeping your uh, knees driving up and out. So instead of kind of shuffling along the ground, we can practice our best uh, Usain Bolt impression and practice these very uh, powerful up and down uh, knee knee drives. Uh, we're not going to do high knees in place necessarily, but focus on keeping your knees um, going up and uh, basically forward. Uh, we're also going to focus on using our arms when you are running these higher intensities. You need to use your uh, arms a little bit more to balance out the force that you're generating from your legs to keep you in balance. And so we're going to focus on basically keeping your hands uh, relatively pointed forward. And this is a very good form practice as well for keeping your form together. Uh, we're just gonna drive our hands forward at the same times that our knees are going forward. Um, and this helps you just generate a little bit more power, be a little bit more powerful for this specific short endurance activity. I would recommend, again, this, this 95 to 98%, uh, maybe 90 to 90, 5% if it's your very first time effort, uh, but just practicing running this a little bit harder if you've never done it before up this hill is a great, great, great way to target this specific recruitment of this muscle power that we're looking for. And so let's say you've done that submaximal hill repeat to start that first 15 seconds. We are going up very hard. We're keeping a quick cadence. We're making sure uh, we're landing uh, very nicely, not super hard on, on our feet. When we're coming back down, we're trying to be very efficient up the hill. And then before you know it, you're done with that first repeat. Uh, you say, wow, that wasn't so bad. And then we turn around 
and we walk down to the bottom of the hill, the same thing we did for that first repeat, and then we're gonna do one more hard repeat. So two hard repeats is all we're doing today. Um, take enough recovery and get ready to do this second one. We do the same sort of thing. You might feel a little bit more warmed up even on this one. Uh, when it comes to later sessions, we'll do more hill repeats, these hill sprints. And so uh, you'll learn what makes you, like what number hill repeat you feel most, most warmed up on. Um, so we do the second one. We, you know, if you dropped a shirt or you dropped a hat as your marker, pick that back up. Uh, if you left a leaf there, let the wind get it or something. Um, walk back down. Take another 60 seconds to 120 seconds of just walking around, getting your heart rate back down, taking this recovery. Um, and then we're going to go into a cool down. Whatever you want to do as a cool down, if you just want to finish off the rest of your easy run, let's say you had an hour easy run slated to do. We did this about 15 minute warm up. We did these hill sprints and then we just have another you know, like 40 minutes of running left to do. And that's that that's that's all you need to do for this training day. Um, so this is the first week we do hill sprints. Uh, we keep that warm-up routine in mind for next week. It's Thursday again. You had a great workout on Friday. Nice uh, weekend of a recovery run and a long run. You had a great workout on Tuesday. Uh, easy run on Wednesday. And then we're back to Thursday again. We come back to this hill. And we say, okay, last time we did two hard repeats. What's on the schedule today? Well, today... We're gonna add one to two repeats by feel. And we're gonna repeat this schedule each week until we get to about eight to 10 repeats. So it'll take a couple of weeks, it'll take about a month to get up to speed. The important thing to recognize here is that you should not rush progress and improvement in hill sprints. It takes your body about 10 to 14 days to start to make these adaptations to get better when you recognize that you need to stress your body to get a little bit better, your body will say, hey, we've been doing these short, intense bouts, um, these short, intense hill sprints, I need to get a little bit faster. And you'll start to do that. But the important thing here is for the minimization of injury risk is that you do not add more than one to two repeats per week until you're up to eight to 10 repeats. And we're just gonna do this once per week. That's all we need to do for these short hill sprints. Um, this second week that we come out, we do our nice warm up with that little bit of faster running at the end of the warm up. Uh, let's still say it's 15 minutes total. We'll do this first sub maximal hill repeat at this about 10k to half marathon effort up the hill. Drop our marker again. We'll come back down. We'll do three to four repeats. You'll start to feel a little bit different for number three or four because it's again going to be you know adding one or two more than you've ever done before if you've never done them, or it's just reintroducing these hill sprints, hill sprints back into your schedule. Uh, and we'll finish the session, we'll do our nice cool down, finish that run, we'll come back next week, we'll go up to five to six, we'll repeat it the next week, seven to eight, the next week, anywhere between eight to 10 is great. Do not feel the need to go above that. This is going to specifically, over time, raise your muscle power because you will start to get more efficient in the shorter hill sprints, which will in turn help your overall running economy. And what I wanna talk about now is other hill repeats that we can do. Um, you might have this hill that you're doing these hill repeats on and you notice that it continues on for quite a while. Let's say you could run at least a minute up that. Okay, great. Then maybe on uh, Tuesday of this next week, you have an interval session on the track and you say, hey, 
I'm supposed to do 10 by 200 meters, so 10 times one half of a lap on a, on a normal track. Um, these repeats normally take me about 50 seconds. So we'll say, okay, great. You've really enjoyed adding in these hill sprints over the past four to five weeks. Now it's time to add in a little bit of different intensity to your normal workout program. And we say it normally takes me 50 seconds to do a 200 meter repeat. I'm going to go to my hill. I'm going to do my standard warm up. that let's just say, again, it's the same sort of thing. Um, we're going to do a 15 minute warm up with that little bit more up tempo running. You'll do any drills, any leg swings, any strides that you need to do before that. And we will uh, start at that same starting point and we will run our first repeat. We're not going to leave a marker for this one, but you'll run your first repeat going up to 50 seconds. You'll make a note of that. You'll take a split. You'll jog back down because this is a little bit different workout than the hill sprints where we're not focusing on the uh, super like super focus on recovery basically we can afford to do a walk jog down based on your own personal schedule your own personal interest and everything and we will walk jog down we'll take an extra about 20 30 seconds of recovery and then we'll start the next repeat we'll do our 10 hill repeats 10 times 50 seconds because that's the same time that we normally run on the track we'll do our nice cool down then we can go and compare things in the stride power center. Let's say the uh, two weeks before you did 10 by uh, 200 on the track in 50 seconds, and you wanted to see how that power compares uh, to this hill session that you just did. You might find that from a uh, actual workout level, this hill repeat was better for you. You were able to get more power output on a hill compared to just running on the flat track and you'll be able to identify a couple specific trends in, in your workout. Just This is a very, very, very general example. Let's say that you notice uh, that your leg spring stiffness is slightly different. It could be better, it could be worse going up a hill. This is something you might be able to target. You might be able to get this little bit of inside information that if you just stuck to the track overall and you never did these hill workouts, you'd never be able to tell that, hey, you know, my leg spring stiffness is either good or bad. What can I do to uh, improve it? But then you might be able to, over time, see this pattern of every time I do a hill workout, a couple weeks later, my leg spring stiffness actually improves and my uh, vertical oscillation actually improves. It goes, um, depending on what uh, direction, if you are up too much or you're down too much, it might get better, it might go down. Um, I don't necessarily want to get into the, all the specifics for that. We'll save that for another podcast. But um, the main thing I wanted to talk about in this episode is the usability of muscle power and the usability of muscle power on hills and then the usability of hills overall in your training and how to fit it in the training schedule. So again, to sum up everything, uh, for these hill sprints specifically, uh, you will ideally find a hill that is 10 to 15 seconds long. You'll find a hill that has good footing, relatively stable footing, uh, that ideally has somewhere that's flat in a run-up to it. And you'll do a 10 to 15 second hill repeat as your uh, first sub-maximal repeat, that kind of easy effort to, to leave your marker. You'll start off by doing just two hill sprints, just two hill sprints with that full recovery back down, wait a little bit before you go and do the next one, go and do your next 
he'll sprint at that you know 90 to 95 percent effort not all out but somewhere near all out then we'll come back down we'll do our cool down we'll come back next week we'll add one to two repeats every time we do this workout until we get to eight to ten total reps and then you're good and then you can just keep adding um, you know other types of hill workouts into your run but this is a great 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 intro to not only teach your body how to run fast and efficient not only teach your body how to run well biomechanically when you're going up a hill not only help your hill running in general because you have more familiarity with hills but help you overall be able to get a little bit better uh, output of your training if you had been thinking about adding hills in and you know now that it's finally april almost may the weather is hopefully nicer wherever you're located and there's less ice and snow everywhere um, you'll be able to add this style workout in once per week is all we need and after a month you'll be amazed at the benefits and how different you feel running up a hill then also doing these hill sprints and also running faster in general. So um, if you'd been looking for a sign, this is it. This is your sign to start adding in these hill sprints. Um, that is pretty much all I had planned today. Uh, specifically, the hill sprints, I think, are incredibly important. I started using them a couple of years ago. I had normally done just flat strides, which are still totally fine to do. Uh, flat strides. And once I started adding in hill sprints, I felt so much more comfortable not only running uphill, but when a hill came in a race, I felt so much more confident because I told myself, I do this all the time. I do this at least once a week, um, maybe twice a week if I do another hill workout, um, a longer hill repeat. It just makes you feel so much more confident and actually does help you from a biomechanical standpoint. But then also just overall power exertion standpoint, you're able to produce more after you practice this this, this muscle power um, so that's it for this episode if you have any specific questions about this episode and uh, maybe you need a little bit more advice or you have a kind of a tricky situation of uh, conceptually adding in hills to your running feel free to email support at stride.com uh, I would also suggest uh, everybody follow us on social media uh, if, you'd, if you'd like to see great social media content at Stride Running, um, but support at stride.com for any of your questions. Uh, please rate and review the show. Please subscribe. If you have any friends uh, that you'd like to share any of the past episodes with, uh, please do that. It's, it's been super fun, this project so far. This is about two months that we have into it, um, but I'm really, really thankful for everybody that's listened and all the kind comments so far. Uh, this was a talk on muscle power and specifically adding in hill sprints to your training. Uh, again, if you have any questions, please, please feel free to send them to us. Otherwise, uh, this has been another episode of the Stride Power Podcast. I hope your running is going great, um, and we look forward to bringing you another episode next week. Have a great one.